the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Micah Koop. Hello and thank you for joining us today. You're listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR. And we want to thank you for joining us for our Church of the Week feature. Today in the studio, we have with us Pastor Dan Allen of Leon Springs Baptist Church. We want to welcome you to the studio today, Pastor Dan. It's very good to be here. Thanks so much for being with us. And we want to hear all about what's going on at uh, Leon Springs Baptist Church. Mm -hmm. But before we do that, why don't you just take a few minutes and tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. Well, my name is Dan Allen. Um, I'd like to start with my family, married to Amy Allen, 25 years, have three daughters, uh, one grandson. I was born in uh, Texas. Three yeah. girls, I bet that keeps you pretty busy. Yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> it does. It does. It's been a, quite a joy having family. And I Excellent. have always loved being a dad, found it to be a tremendous joy, love being married, like being a family guy. Now, were you from the, you said you were born in Texas. Are you from the San Antonio area? Uh, no, sir. No, sir, over but here? I got here as fast as I could. <laughs> where, what part are you from? I was born in Houston. Uh, my wife was born in New England. Oh, and wow. uh, we met in San Marcos going to college. I was studying business in San Marcos. Okay, so you've been all over the state a little here bit, a little bit. Yep. Now, you come, like you said, out of the business realm. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about what you did? You went to, to Texas State. Texas uh, State University. Up there and, yep, and yep. studied business. And yep. then what happened from there? Well, I was a first-generation college student for my family. My, uh, my, my grandparents were sharecroppers. My dad had a small business, and I was the first one to go to college in my family. So... I was told I was going to college to get a job, so I studied finance and I studied <laughs> business, and then I promptly went into marketing and negotiation and sales, and honestly ha- was very happy with that. Did that in my 20s, um, was very successful, was headed in a good direction, and uh, at about 29, age 29, God just interrupted my life in a very supernatural way that caused me to change the trajectory. He has a way of doing that, He does he? have a way of doing that, and that's a good thing. Yeah, he gets our attentions one way or another. Yes, but, he does. But we are always thankful for it and better for it. Yes. Now, did you do your business around San Antonio, South Texas? or A little bit. I worked uh, some here in San Antonio and five years in Pennsylvania. It was with a, a commercial insurance broker, did a lot of sales, negotiating, marketing. Excellent. Through that whole process of college, you know, preparing for the world, like you said, preparing for a job, mm-hmm. uh, all of that. You know, a lot of young people can maybe tend to either disengage from their faith or mm-hmm. or some of them completely lose their faith. What, w- what was your experience in maybe coming to the Lord yeah. and sustaining your sure. relationship throughout that time? Uh, that's a good question. My, uh, my salvation experience happened. My mom and dad had divorced uh, when I was about eight, and at 12 years old, uh, I went to a vacation Bible school. I literally had in my mind, I'm not going to give my life to Christ until I've had fun. I mean, I was thinking that. <laughs> and I was challenged by a, um, a teenage um, young lady at our church and in a very good way and, you know, about really getting their priorities right. So I gave my heart to the Lord at, at, uh, at when I was 12. But it wasn't until I was at Southwest Texas or Texas State University, as it's called now, 
um, which is known as a party school. Mm-hmm. I mean, my my uh, spiritual motive for going there is there were three girls for every guy. Yeah, and yeah. so I wasn't exactly going for you know Christian reasons at all. But I found some Christian friends there who witnessed, and and just by living their life, I got invited to a small group which I'd never heard of because sure. I, I grew up in a little Baptist church. You went to Sunday school, you went to church, and you were done for the week. But at this small group, I saw some guys that just loved Jesus and knew the word, and I realized they had something I did not have. So I didn't really answer your question, but that's kind of my, my story about how Jesus became real in my life. Now, you, you said something in the bio I, I read about a complete surrender. You know, there's a difference yeah. between— you know, coming to faith per se and a complete surrender to God. Boy, can, you, can you tell us a little bit maybe you, about that? You were right. If I had to summarize my call to being a pastor or call to a ministry, it's that one word, it's surrender. There was a point where God got me to the place where I can literally say, whatever you want, God, whenever you want. I trust you. My my will is surrender to you. And um, he got me there through some supernatural experiences that probably take um, take a while to tell. But ultimately— God had to speak to me in a way that I knew that it was him, and he spoke in a way that I have zero doubt about it, and I'll never have any doubt about it. You know, that's such a powerful thing. We're talking with Pastor Dan Allen of Leon Springs Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. I think so many people, I, I think I've said this before probably on this program, um, my church uh, that I'm a part of probably gets sick of me saying this. My wife, my family, they probably get sick of me saying this, but it's very different to love God and trust God. Yes. And that's kind of what you're talking about is yes. the difference between knowing who God is, loving God, yeah. and then going to the place of trusting him. Can yes. you can you talk maybe about your transition in that sure. um, scenario and, and even speak directly to some of those people that are out listening right now sure. that right. have yet to surrender fully like you're talking about? Right. And, I, and I would agree. The, uh, the way I've heard it is there's a difference between loving God and being led by God. There you go. And um, a lot of people are just kind of doing the mediocre Christian life, and and, and it's so um, shallow compared to what God really, really, really wants for us. Let me just say that that part right now, that don't settle for mediocre Christianity. God does speak to us. Uh, I'll I'll tell a couple of incidents that happened to me. And one of them, I was in a a small group study, um, and it was Henry Blackaby's Experiencing God. And he had a quote in there that if you don't hear God speak, then you are in trouble at the very heart of your Christian walk. Wow. And when I, when I read that quote, it literally kind of upset me because I was thinking, well, I'm not one of those guys that, you know, God told me where to park and God told me this. And God, t- I just I figured, look, we got the Bible. Those guys <laughs> yeah. are probably hearing their feelings, not, not that. So when I read that, it really kind of troubled me because it was backed up by the words of Jesus who said, if you don't hear me, you have no part of me. Mm. And it made me question, wait a minute, I must be doing something very wrong in my Christian walk. And what I discovered is that God had already been speaking to me. I just didn't have the ears or eyes to see it. And once I had the ears and the eyes, once I was equipped to know how to hear God's voice, everything changed. And that's why at our church, part of our mission statement is to be a healing place, equipping saints to serve. I believe with a passion that my job is to equip saints to stop telling them you ought to do something and show them how they should do something, to teach them that their identity in Christ, that they are saints, and to teach them that Christianity is not a spectator sport. It is about serving Christ and serving other people. 
So I see very clearly that my calling is to equip saints to serve. And a lot of that started with going to a small group study and a guy saying something that challenged my beliefs. There you go. Pastor Dan, at so many different levels there, you're you're speaking to every believer, you know, to challenge us to get out of just a simplicity of Christian duty, so mm-hmm, to speak, mm-hmm. and come into the Christian life right. as a saint. The true abundant life. Absolutely. Now, let, let's switch gears for a minute here and, and talk about how you came to your current assignment mm-hmm. at uh, Leon Springs Baptist Church. Wow. Pastor Dan, can you tell us a little bit about your journey maybe from that surrendered point to wow. where you are today, how you got to, to okay. Leon Springs Baptist Church. Let me give you the condensed version. Yeah, give I, us the uh, Cliff's Notes. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I tell this whole story in my membership class because I want people okay. to understand how God can take someone who literally used to blush when I raised my hand at school to standing in front of people speaking. Um, well, after that time of surrender, I, I was a bivocational pastor, meaning I still worked full time, but I served in various capacities at some other churches. That went on for about eight years. I didn't realize it, but God was giving me on-the-job training, nursing home ministry, small group ministry, children's ministry, youth ministry, et cetera, et cetera. And then what happened, um, I had actually gone to a church planting conference, and I had my a good friend, my senior pastor, and my wife all suggesting, maybe it's time to go plant a church. But I didn't sense that release that we've come to recognize is from the Lord. I felt like God wanted me to stay in the Leon Springs area, which is in northwest San Antonio. So I was literally working next door to this little rural, um, kind of a small church out there, and I was walking next door, and I would go over there every once in a while to use their prayer room. And um, I'd been um, bivocational for about eight years in Leon Springs Baptist, and I heard about Leon Springs Baptist. I heard that they had been through four pastors in five years, and the guy that came in there was helping them to see – maybe some strongholds, some things they needed to deal with. So over the course of some time, God did some real pruning at that church. They went from about 200 down to about 80. They lost their uh, worship leader, their youth pastor, and, and really the only people that were still there were those they knew they were, they were called to serve there. And um, during that time, there was a uh, transitional pastor, a guy that come in to kind of help them to face these strongholds. And I got to know him. Now, I have to emphasize, I don't have a seminary degree. I see myself at this point as being a part-time pastor or a helping pastor to someone else. I have no, no picture of myself being a senior pastor at that time. So I was talking with him about different things. I, and, and there came a point where he was talking about church growth models. And what I said to him is I said, I, you know, there's a lot of churches doing church, church growth models. I think what we need is a church that focuses less on growth and more on health. That's good. He liked that, too, and he came back to me and says, Dan, tell me what you mean by that. In fact, would you write it down? Well, by when he did that, he caused me to write down everything I'd learned and felt over the last 10 years. And again, I think I'm helping a pastor to help sure, a local church. Sure. I hand it to him. He winds up inviting me and my wife out to dinner, and um, over the course of that dinner, I realized he's thinking I might should be the pastor. And I explain I have no seminary degree. I don't feel qualified. I wasn't looking for this. And he says, you ought to put your resume in. And I'll bet of the 40-plus resumes they had, I'm the only one without a seminary degree. But I know beyond a shadow of doubt, God called me to this church for this season. Man, that's powerful. God divinely leading you into a place where you are 
It's above your head. You it, know? It, it was way above my head. There's a rhythm of desperation and deliverance, and that's a good place to be. And you know what? Probably at least 90% of people listening to this right now would would maybe say there's an area in their life where God is trying to get them to that place. Yes. But it's so difficult to, like we've been talking about surrender. this whole interview, surrender and let him take mm-hmm. us to a place uh, I, I have a mentor that always tells me the Lord promotes you to a level of incompetence. <laughs> <laughs> and so I completely understand yes. that. And now now you're there at Leon Springs Baptist Church, Pastor Dan. You've been serving there for how long now? Eight years, believe it or not. Eight years. And you've been able to bring a lot of the, the things the Lord has spoken to you and birthed in your spirit Um can you can you maybe tell us a little bit about that statement that you said uh, a minute ago about equipping the saints to serve sure. as a foundation for what you've been doing at Leon Springs Baptist? Yeah, but let me go um, let me go one level deep uh, below that. Sure, we um, underneath that mission statement, we are absolutely committed to the Great Commission and Great Commandment, which we summarize by saying loving God, loving people, making disciples. But frankly, that's not a mission statement. That's what all churches should be doing. Absolutely. So, what does God want our church? to be doing specifically. It's been very clear. I, I thought when he brought me there eight years ago, we'd be winning the lost and baptizing people and bringing in a lot of new believers. Well, you know, sometimes God has a different plan. <laughs> um, that was still my plan. God's plan was to bring a lot of hurting Christians, people that had been burned by the church and just had not participated in a long time, people that didn't feel that their gifts were really needed. And we discovered over time that God was making us a healing place in this hurting world a place where those kind of people could come in, they could be healed, they could get healthy, and they could start using their gifts. And we've seen it over and over and over again. So our first word is healing. The second words are equipping and serving. So the way I like to say it is we are a healing place, and we are about equipping saints to serve. And as I said earlier, we believe in equipping saints, not not a lot of ought-to teaching, a lot of how-to teaching. And then once we teach you how to do it and who you are in Christ— then we have a lot of uh, accountability and motivation to get out there and serve, both in the church and in the community. Also, on your website, there's a list of several core values, I guess you call them, or, or different values. And yes, sir. And one, one thing that I noticed up there was something that I love to see at any church, um, and it's authenticity. Mm-hmm. And after that, you put no masks. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you say a, a few words about that? Well, they, they tell me I'm the king of one-liners because my mind works in about one line at a time. <laughs> so you just said it right there, authenticity, no mask. And one of the things we've heard again and again is this isn't like a typical church. I can be real here. There are no masks. And, and we really, really believe that. You know, the Bible says again and again that 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 basically people are messed up. We do have, um, we do have our disasters. Um, we know— that we're no better than anybody else. But we also know that if we bring our hurts and our hang-ups and our problems to Jesus, he's going to bring that healing, and then he's going to turn around and use us to help those people in the very area that we were hurt in. And we just believe that so strongly that um, we've cultivated an atmosphere of authenticity. I would add something else that's a distinctive of our church. We have something called Freedom Biblical Counseling. What we believe is that that with the Bible and with people trained and with the Holy Spirit, you shouldn't have to send everyone to a specialist for marriage help, for depression. And no, no offense to Christian counselors. We think they're doing a lot of good work. What we are saying is we believe that our church should equip people to skillfully use the Word of God 
to offer free counseling regarding depression, anger, communication issues, and that ought to be the front line. And then we refer people to the experts if it gets beyond that. That's powerful. We're talking with Pastor Dan of Leon Springs Baptist Church. You know, another thing that you put in here, uh, a way of of being authentic and a tool maybe is truth with grace. Hmm. Yes. Uh, talk about that one for a minute. Oh, man. Um, I mean, there's so much I could say, and I'll just put it but I'll, I'll go right here. In John chapter 1, when it's describing Jesus as the Word made flesh, it describes Jesus as being full of two things. And it's not love and mercy, and although he's all of those things, it said Jesus is full of truth and full of grace. And our desire is to be full of both of those, like two wings on the same airplane. We don't want to be so truth-driven that people don't sense grace. And we don't want to be so grace-driven that they miss the truth that would set them free. Pastor Dan, you you put another mindset down here, another core value down here that I'd like for you to take a few minutes Mm -hmm. on, because it simply says the word kingdom. Hmm. Can I think maybe so many people they get caught up in in uh, definitions yep. or segregations or denominations? Maybe can you tell us what you mean when you're talking about the kingdom? Yes. Well, I, what what I mean by that is when Jesus came, he was always talking about the kingdom. He wasn't always talking about the church. He wasn't even talking about salvations. He said, "Repent, for the kingdom is at hand." And our Jesus is a great and a mighty King. And every king has its subjects, it has its enemies, it has the authority, and I think if we would operate within, with a kingdom mentality, then we would find that we're, we're serving with fellow churches to further his kingdom, to rescue people out of the domain of darkness and get them transferred to the kingdom of the Son. So we look for opportunities to work with all churches that believe in the kingdom of God. We are a Southern Baptist church, but we are very kingdom-minded. Do you find that that's difficult to find other ministries and other churches that are willing to work yeah. with in, inside that same sort of mindset? Or what's your experience been with that? You know, it's it's been mixed, but I would say it's been a pleasant surprise to meet so many people that are kingdom-minded, um, yourself included. You and I have talked about this, Micah. Um, every now and then we, we run into the churches that kind of have more of a church, more of a protect-my-turf type men- mentality. But as a general rule, I find that there's a lot of people that want to see the kingdom further, and they're willing to set aside the barriers and work together. Now, Pastor Dan, at, at Leon Springs Baptist, uh, what, what's your approach in, you know, you talked about participation, The church that church isn't a spectator uh, yeah. sport, I yeah. think you, you, you mentioned. Yeah. How, how do you engage your church and your, your spiritual family there at Leon Springs Baptist to really be activated versus just spectating? Well, that's a great question with a— uh, and, and, and what I would say is, um, you know, first of all, we want to equip them so they're growing personally and challenging them to be in the Bible and to grow personally. But when it comes to um, uh, not being spectators, as I put it, I think that's incumbent upon leaders to provide opportunities. Um, in doing that, I'll give you two examples. Um, you know, last year we did an event where we just suspended church services on Sunday morning. And what we said is instead of doing church in the building, we're going to be the church in our community. So what we did is we lined up about nine or ten projects where you could go at different places. A woman shelter, uh, helping a widow clean her house, um, going to Starbucks to give away free coffee and engage, engage people. There were just eight or nine projects. And we, we basically said, this is what we're going to do. And we expect everybody to be there. And we were thankful to see between 80 and 90 percent of our church showed up. And it truly was a blessing to the community 
but it was confirmation to us that we are a serving church. We're talking about Leon Springs Baptist Church. We're here with Pastor Dan Allen. Now, Pastor Dan, moving a little bit more specifically to Leon Springs Baptist Church, can you tell us, for those listening to this program, can you tell us if we were to visit on a Sunday morning, what what could we expect? Like, what what, are, what should our expectations be at the service? Oh, man, that's a good one. I, we have a saying that structure submits to the Spirit. And what we mean by that is we structure a service, but the Holy Spirit interrupts at any time he wants. <laughs> yeah. um, what you would, ex- what, what you would, I hope what you would experience is the grace of God of very friendly people coming in kind of nice, casual clothes, uh, not overly dressed up. You would experience um, authentic praise and worship. We believe in uh, not just doing two songs and sitting down and programming a service. So we're trying to enter into praise and worship. You would experience um, a series of sermons that are about half are topical and half are going through the books of the Bible. Uh, You would experience a, um, uh, a message that is calling you to action but is always filled with grace and truth. And um, we just, you know, I'll take this time just to say we invite any and all people to come to Leon Springs Baptist. We want God to use us to be a healing place to those that are just kind of sitting out because they've been burned by church. Now, Pastor Dan, I know that you guys also, you mentioned you had an event a while back at your church where you you helped out different different. I guess, other ministries, parachurch ministries or inner city ministries. There's another event you have coming up very soon that uh, would be very beneficial for the kingdom, not just your local church, but the kingdom of God to to be involved in. Can you tell us a few words about that? Yes. Um, You're talking about eagle's wings, right? I'm trying to find my... Is that it right there? Thank you, sir. Yes, we do have another event uh, coming up. It's called... The Watchman on the Wall Seminar, it's put on by Eagle's Wings. And, um, you know, I would put it this way with the question, why do unfolding events in the Middle East occupy the attention of world leaders? And then the real question is, how does that impact our personal faith? So we're going to have a seminar where, where some experts in this area are coming in, and they're going to talk about how God made a covenant with Israel, and that covenant stands today. And there's a Watchman on the Wall Seminar that's going to provide a wealth of rich insights by helping believers understand Israel in the Middle East. You'll be equipped to witness to your neighbors and your co-workers. You'll be enriched with in-depth teaching, learning how the covenant applies to our lives today. Eagle's Wings has arranged special rates for couples and families, and um, if I can give a plug for it, call the phone number 800-51-WINGS, W-I-N-G-S, to register. 800-51-WINGS. That's February 22 and 23 in Northwest San Antonio. So that's going to be at your facility there? Yes, sir. And well, we want to invite you to to attend that if if you are looking for explanations, if you're looking for insight, um, be a great place to go. If I could add, yeah, just we had a um, um, just a neat family in our church. Joel and Sarah Parker went did this. They went to Israel last year, and it was a part of a intercessory prayer ministry. And his own story is he went there thinking, well, this will be good. I'll check out Israel, and we'll do some praying. He came back on fire. And he told some incredible stories about Eagle's Wings helping Arab Christians and interacting with the Jews. And what really caught my attention was this. He pointed out that for the last hundreds of years, Jews have viewed evangelical Christians kind of as an enemy, someone that persecutes them. But in the last 40 years, they now see evangelical Christians as one of their strongest allies. Now think about that. What has changed? Is God getting things ready for the end times? 
Eagle's Wings has a lot to say about this, and I'd encourage you to come to the seminar. Well, and they don't just have to come to this seminar, but if they wanted to visit your church, can you maybe tell uh, tell the people listening w- what opportunities do you have throughout the week when where they could visit Leon Springs, Pastor uh, Dan? At 6 p.m. on Wednesdays, we have what we call the equipping night. And that's where the Awana Club meets. Awana is an international club with team building games and Bible memory. Fantastic club for all ages. Um, and then we have things going on for our teenagers, a ministry called Inside Out, changing from the inside out. And we have four Bible studies going on Wednesdays at 6 o'clock. Then on Sunday mornings, we have 9 a.m. We have life groups and, and ministries for all ages. Our service is at 1030. And then in addition to that, we have home groups that meet throughout the week. Well, we want to invite you to... Uh to visit Leon Springs Baptist Church with Pastor Dan. To give you some contact information for them, their website is leonsprings.org. You can check out their website and find out more information about the church, about the different ministries they have going on there. Or you can call them at 210-698-2880. Or you can just drive by and, and find them. They're off Bernie Stage Road at 24133 Bernie Stage Road in San Antonio, Texas. Sounds like a lot of things are going on. A lot of things are happening there at uh, at really the ministry. And, and so we want to thank you for taking the time to come and visit with us today and let us know a little bit about yourself and what's going on at Leon Springs Baptist, Pastor Dan. Thank you, Mike. I love what you're doing here. It really is about the kingdom. Well, we're excited to be part of the kingdom, and we're excited to make you, all of our listeners, part of the kingdom. So if you're looking for a home church, if you haven't found a place to grow in Christ and develop your relationship, check out Leon Springs Baptist Church. Visit them at leonsprings.org. And we want to thank you for listening today to our Church of the Week feature. Pastor Dan, we want to thank you for being here. We want to encourage you to keep listening to AM630, The Word in South Texas. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.